Hi everyone. Hey, I just want to do some quick housekeeping for the podcast. Um, we have our email account open, uh, ready to receive any correspondences from you or compliments or virtual paper bags of dog shit on fire if you're so compelled. So feel free to reach out to us at legitpropaganda at protonmail.com. Tonight's episode is pretty cool. We recorded a conversation between uh, James, my friend Matt, and myself. And uh, Tim, unfortunately, was uh, working. So he popped in a little bit, dropped a bomb and left. And overall, it was just a very entertaining far-reaching kind of episode. Uh, We covered all kinds of topics, and we hope that you remain interested as we kind of busted off a little bit of the rust. And, uh, yeah, you will profit by the end. Uh, The music at the end of the episode is from Crooked Fingers. It's called Your Control. So, hope you enjoy, and hope to hear from you. Starlink or whatever. Starlink, Nerling. Is that you, James? Yep, sure is. Right on, man. What's up, James? How you doing? Hey, hey, James. This is uh, this is Matt McKnight. He's a, a really good friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. Uh, he's an extraordinaire. By oh, trade. Yeah. yeah. How you doing, How you sir? Doing? You said Matt. Is yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, what's going on, Matt? Not much, buddy. Catching up with my old homie Sean. Yeah, he said you were gonna be our a uh, guest tonight. Sounds great. Yeah, dude. What so, are you guys talking about? Uh, Matt was just mentioned Neuralink, so I know that triggers me. I don't know about you. Neuralink. Uh, I don't know if I'm savvy on that. What's up? Uh, it's that Elon Musk stuff, the chip in your brain. Um, I don't pay too much attention to Elon Musk, honestly. I think he's a robot or an alien, one or the other. But... <laughs> you think he's uh, evil? He... Well, he's a profiteer, I mean. You, you can't hate, hate him. He's a modern-day uh, Vanderbilt, I guess you could say. Just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust rich people like that. Nah, no, they are. The media and stuff likes to focus on all his good doings, which is cool. And uh, Neuralink might have some good doings under under all there. But you got to think of all the defense contracts he's been signing on with with, with Starlink. And um, he is very much just, you know, in bed with the establishment and the, the whole, you know, uh, military-industrial complex as far as his technology and what it serves where he makes most of his money, I think. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know the owner of General Electric, but General Electric makes some the most badass fucking machine guns for airplanes. <laughs> and uh, point being is, is uh, we don't know any of the names of the big companies like Johnson & Johnson or, who are just as bad as... I think he's just uh, a poster child. Or a, a face of the company, you know? Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll just right. say, like, you know, when all the Teslas turn into Transformers and they start, like, you know, tearing up Los Angeles. 
you know, oh, Elon Musk, he hung himself in his jail cell today <laughs> at his island. Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> he, Elon's also super bald. That's a fake hairdo. Um, if you've ever seen pictures of him 20 years ago. And that's that's <laughs> the... Like a toupee? Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Can't trust him for that's, shit. Hey, that's the most dirt. You can <laughs> well, does he at least have a penis? <laughs> or, you read them? No, dude. That's the, he just has a dongle for the Neuralink. <laughs> <laughs> it's more funny because you said dongle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, hey, that was a good laugh. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Neuralink. So where do they where do they put your Neuralink? Like how the, how does that shit work? Um, I'm pretty sure that what it is is it's like subcutaneous um, electrodes that can both read electrical signals and interpret them in accordance to what we know with neuroscience about what's what part of the brain is associated to what, and so they could either just do input or output collection um but as far as what is possible with it and how good they are at inputting information into your brain that way i have no idea i know that they were claiming he's always claiming shit though he's always claiming stuff last last thing he claimed was that this year they would be able to help uh blind people have a sight perception by electronic input. Hmm. I guess it's possible, but at the same time, how far is your research actually? Um, how far are you in? You know what I mean? How far along? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Our tax is going trust. somewhere. I, I would buy the uh, mathematics SD card to stick in my ear if, if you know I knew I was struggling in a class. That would be pretty cool. Just upload a, a file. I think once it gets to that point of actual input of knowledge, I think there's probably not going to be school anymore. I think at that at, at that point, humans' jobs will be to defecate and create trash and that's all we're gonna do everything else is gonna be robots it could get a little messy huh like if you're trying to upload that mathematics chip and then like some wires got crossed or you know just a problem with the upload and so now like this mathematics is, is creeping into your life in other ways of like depth per depth perception or like maybe you think you should be getting hungry but you're actually just doing a math problem <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the side effects of the chip. Mm -hmm. And then what if walking around you've been perusing in your brain on some questionable sites, brain clicking on stuff, and you get an infection, you get a, Ooh, digital, a virus. digitally transmitted infection. Uh, uh, what is, uh, oh, you get the 2319 uh, virus. Yeah, your, your dongle burns out. That's funny shit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's all we were talking about. Not really anything in particular. Matt Matt has a really cool business too. Um, 
don't know if you want to talk talk a little bit about your business. I, it it kind of relates to what we were trying to talk about uh, a couple episodes ago with the um, the tuning conspiracy and all the stuff that surrounds that. Matt, Matt's Matt's a resource on that subject. Yeah, I build these wind chimes. Uh, I call them sound bath wind chimes, um, and they're specifically tuned. Um, to frequencies like 432 hertz or 528 hertz and uh, 444 hertz. Those are actually the the only three that I'm currently working with. But the coolest thing, if you ask me, is not even the that specific frequency. It's the it's the tuning temperament um, that these wind chimes use um, that creates a perfect harmony. You can you can get a perfect octave an eight note octave of perfect harmonies if you just use basic mathematics um and kind of uh don't use the the current tuning system that we use um because the uh like let's say a the way a piano is tuned we we tuned we tuned a piano using equal temperament tuning and so there's an equal spacing um between each frequency, whatever each each key on a piano has a, a note to it, which has a frequency to it, and the way that we're able to play that piano in uh, multiple keys and make music in, in every key on there is because of the tuning temperament. We just we space out every note equally along the way, the equal ratio. So we call it equal temperament. That way we can we can uh, transpose to any key, so you can play like a, a one four five progression in the key of C, and then you can transpose that to a one four five in the key of G, and it will relatively sound exactly the same. Of course, the pitch will be different, but relatively, the chord progression sounds the same. Um, I know it, I I can't help but stray off into music theory, but. Um, I disregard the uh, equal temperament tuning because these wind chimes only play in one key. So I just use, uh, I just rely on good old nature in the in the harmonic overtone series, which um, you end up with a, a pure harmony, a pure musical harmony that you really don't hear anywhere else because today's instruments don't produce true musical harmony. They're not designed to, but anyways. Well. What's your favorite uh, frequency on your uh, your wind chimes? I like 432. Yeah, I've been into 432 hertz for for years, probably like 10 or 15 years since I heard about the hoopla, and then I started doing like cymatics experiments at home on my own, you know, with the sand on the plate and the play the frequencies at it, and um, I was having results with 108 hertz years ago. I haven't done that experiment for like 10 years, but Back when I was doing it, I was having results at 108, which is a is a an octave of 432. You know, it's a multiple, so that means essentially um, that if you have an effect at 108, you're having an effect at 432. Um, so yeah, I've tuned uh, I tuned my guitar to 432 hertz for a summer, probably eight years ago, and I wrote like 20 songs that summer. They were just like flowing out of me on my acoustic guitar. Whether or not it had anything to do with my tuning, I couldn't tell you. Maybe it was just the stage I was at with with writing, but uh, sure, sure felt good. 
Interesting. When you, well, if you had to levitate something, what, what frequency would you use? <laughs> that would depend on uh, the frequency of the object that you're trying to levitate, I think. The frequency or the density? Hmm. Maybe both. I don't know. Might might even have some. You might have to factor in the Schumann resonance. I really don't know. I've never never tried to levitate anything. Gotcha. Do you yeah, think? I was going to say, do you think the temperature would uh, change the acoustic frequency of any said object if you were to supercool it or superheat it? I'm sure it would. I, yeah, I think pressure pressure mediations uh, uh, all across the board uh, change, all, change all kinds of variables, I would think. But could be but, wrong. You're at your... You're making a vibration, so it's like vibration is input of energy into an object. When you bounce a ball on the floor, the floor gains a little bit of heat, imperceptible to us, but with fine instruments you can perceive the heat from the vibration of the impact of the object onto another object. I think it's very possible, and what what, what trips me out about that is I was uh, listening to Actually, Cliff, he was he was uh, sharing some info on bees, and I guess bees, the frequency at which they beat their wings, um, doesn't really make sense to natural physicists, people that, that look at the physics of uh, the way that the animal bodies work and natural functions, natural systems work. And what was found was that bees seem to rely on the sound vibration of their wings in order to propel themselves more so than sheer uh, air movement. The surface area and all manner of stuff just really doesn't add up for them. And the only way that people have been able to explain it, um, I'm not sure if satisfactorily, because it's probably a... Sorry. Getting a call in the call, man. Um, anyway. Sorry, guys. I was rolling the board. Oh, <laughs> okay, I, cool. I, 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 no, I was just closing the drawer. Okay. I, I was listening to you. Uh, don't the, the bees uh, create a certain amount of heat? <laughs> like they could speed up. I want to say, like, a predator comes in the hive, they could, uh, they'll start beating their wings together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, they do the temperature thing and they fry they fry wasps and stuff like that. Yep. That's what I saw, yeah. Alright, well, give me, um, man, I'll have a lighter. I gotta run and go light this damn blunt off the stove. Yeah, light I guess I just take stove. <laughs> so, uh, I had a, uh, a funny topic. I don't know if we wanted to have Tim on when we, uh, were talking about it. Some dumb stuff I was thinking while I was driving. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. I mean, he said he's working, but he said he might be able to chime in. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we didn't tell him what time either. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. Get a cover of shift. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is that the, the wind chimes the only thing uh, that you do? No. No, I've got a day job. Um, I work for the man. I've got a pool route. So uh, okay. I, go, I, clean, I clean pools around town for a few hours a day. Yeah. What's the coolest thing that you've ever found in a pool? And what's the worst that you ever found? 
Oh, dude, I found it. I found a dog in a pool a couple oh. weeks ago, but it was alive. It was just standing on like the, the top step. <laughs> just... so did you, was that the worst or the, or the worst or the best thing? That was the worst. Oh, okay. Um, he tried to attack you or something? No, no, no. He was exhausted. He just wanted out of that pool. He couldn't get out himself. Really? So I just walked in and picked him up. And uh, he was. He was. And a dog was. Uh, kind of like an older mutt. Yeah, there were a couple turds in the water, so I know he had been in there for a while, and the water was cold. Oh, it's fucked. But, uh, oh, they have yeah. floaters and sinkers. Nah, he was he was standing up; he could breathe. But I don't have any good I don't have any good stories, you know. I think um, I think I've had a few chances along the way to to go meet the misses, but I figured I'll get fired and or shot. So I don't <laughs> I don't play that card, but. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what order you do it in, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's a dangerous job. It's a dangerous job if you take it that direction. Huh. Fuck, you never know, especially with all the Big Brother constant surveillance stuff that people have going on. you got to start living a lie just because, you know, one day at lunch. <laughs> yep. But that stuff has saved people's asses. I don't know if you heard, Matt. I think I talked about it in the last recording, but it's worth bringing up again. Um, uh, Afro Man got his house raided by the police on some bogus warrant uh, on kidnapping and narcotics trafficking. And he's like, uh, he, he made a whole record about it because he just so happened to have cameras all over the inside of his house. And he recorded these cops like, stealing his money and going through all his stuff mm. and the whole the whole thing was just crap it was garbage uh, from start to finish they just targeted him probably because he's afro man yeah it's a rapper yeah i seen some of that but i didn't know what the charges were i remember hearing something about kidnapping but then like i never watched the news again later to find out yeah it's kind of messed up because that, that guy's like uh that guy's kind of special to me i like afro man a lot yeah. Yeah, I like the music. He just played like I think last year up there in Victorville at the at the swap meet, wherever they hold the swap meet. Yeah, yeah, the fairground. Yeah. yeah, the guy's a hometown hero, man. Got it. That that hmm. crap irritates the crap out of me though. Like uh, just today, I went running um, to Redlands uh, Community Hospital from my place, and there's this one house, and you pass by. And the house isn't special compared to any of the other houses, but the people are especially paranoid because when you pass by their house, smiling, you're on camera. Yeah, on the sidewalk. Yeah, they're like, "You are currently being recorded." Like, oh my god! Like, shut up! It's so unfriendly, man. We're talking about. Oh yeah. What 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 I've seen? Have you seen the robot, the little R two D two that goes in the parking lot? And then fucking yells at you like that. No, I didn't <laughs> no. <see> that. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, it's like um, he's white. He's like almost like a triangle. He looks like one of the Wally uh, robots. Uh-huh. Oh man! So yeah. he kind of looks like an oversized white traffic cone. And then uh, he just drives around the parking lot, and then like, so yeah. like. When I was a kid, we used to go pumpkin smashing, man. And if I see little R two D two coming out of the parking lot, yeah, I'm gonna kick its I'm ass. Just tip it over. 
I see it at one of the warehouses. I was driving by, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and of course, I wanted to go kick it, but I was like, ah, oh, man, I don't need a felony today, but man. Come to think of it, I actually walked in on a burglary a burglary on one of my uh, um, pools in Redlands in one of the rich neighborhoods. Um, these people apparently have two homes and one's pretty much always vacant and I do this this pool. And I showed up one day and this dude comes out of the house and he's all, hey, has my uncle been paying you guys? And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't handle billing, you know? And he's like, yeah, we'll clean up around here. Come to find out this guy's in there robbing him and then end up robbing this house completely blind and uh, like I had to ID the guy and stuff to the cops later on and stuff but like in broad daylight that house was getting jacked because yeah, that's terrible damn I was like well if, you got, if you're that rich you got this big ass house and you're never here and there's no security and it looks like no one lives here but yeah. all your shit's in there I don't know yep just today, somebody somebody stole my uh, window moldings from my windshield from my car in the parking lot. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was fucking pissed, man. My moldings. Yeah, my moldings. Like, see, you can't have a Civic at all, dude. <laughs> fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, Damn. and it's so dumb because they they stole like one of the most broken components that you could possibly steal off of my car. Was it broken? <clears throat> Yeah, they were both broken, but they looked okay. I polished them a little bit. <laughs> it's just it of, all, of all the things, why? Why would you come to a uh, a state park parking lot? Well, I know why. It's because no one's hanging around and there's no cameras. But still, jackasses. They could have stolen right, my car. Would I would have preferred that. So like in the movie Pulp Fiction, you know, and he was like, man, if I could have caught that motherfucker in the act, what would you have done? What, what would you have said to him when you came up to him? You know, uh, pardon me, sir. You know? Uh, I probably would have gotten to a fight. Or, or, depending on my mood, I would have given him my keys and had him drive away because my insurance will pay me about $2,000 above the market value for my car. And I would have yeah. preferred to, to have a new Miata than my busted Civic. <laughs> it's not busted. I fixed it. It's funny you say uh, you caught uh, someone uh, in the act of burglary. Yeah. Uh, I caught a guy uh, trying to pick my lock on my storage unit Yeah. in the back of my house. How'd you handle it? Well, I was actually able to walk all the way behind him. Cool. And he was concentrating on, on the walk so much <laughs> that he didn't even know I was right, right behind him. So then my uh, nicest, deepest, loudest outside voice, I was I was right over his shoulder. Yeah. You know, I fucking barked, man. It was fucking loud. Uh-huh. Well, it startled him so bad that like he'd fucking drop his picks and he fucking damn near fell over. Yeah. And um, But, you know, I felt bad because I wasn't listening to actually like, what he said. It, what happened was is he was the actual former tenant of that property and then when he got kicked out a bunch of stuff was in the shed and he was trying to get his stuff <laughs> and he told me that I was wait who the fuck's gonna believe you you know I go I've been living here for I don't know how many years and yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude they got some stories don't they oh well man 
But he was he was telling the truth actually. Okay. So Well yeah, he I was telling the truth, but he was doing it, shitty things. He didn't, well, knock, I didn't he have try knocking first. Well, you know, he never came to the door and asked, but like I said, I didn't have the keys to that shit when it moved in. He, and he I just saw the, the shit. Keys. He had picks. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> well, when I, I finally kicked the door open one day and I looked in there and it was uh, like a storage unit where there was a whole bunch of old stuff in there. It looked like somebody just like fucking threw everything on the floor off the shelves. Huh. Like people were looking for something, they tossed it up. Or maybe the cops tossed it up, you know, and that's probably how he got kicked out or something. Okay, so. Because there was all like. So you don't you don't have access to that shit anyways? Like it's not yours right now? It, no, not anymore. Okay. That was an old house. But it, it it was on the property. It was in the back of the house. I didn't even use it. I didn't have the key to get in it because it was a deadbolt. Ah. And um, so like I said, when I put it, it was mine, but none of the stuff inside was mine. Huh. It could have well been his. But... The fact that they're catching up, scaring the living shit out of them. I was, I was kind of, I was kind of in a position of just a couple weeks ago, whereas I kind of wanted to beat someone up, and I had the right to do it. It was like, a, it was like a, a situation where, like, a grown man does does something bad to a like you know a younger kid, and you're like, okay, that's grounds for beating someone up. Um, and then, but I've never really been in a fight, although I've wrestled for 10 years. And, uh, and I happen to have like a pulled calf muscle on my right leg. But I was like, all right, I'm going to go fuck this guy up anyways. And I was pushing him around, pushing him around. And it's like, I just got to the point where it's like, I was kind of slapping him around and stuff. But it's like, man, I, I just don't want to like have to, be, I don't want to beat somebody up. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like, what if, what if he hits me back or what, anything like that either? It's just like, there's there's a point of fighting where it's like I don't know where my threshold point is to where I would want to like physically pound on somebody um, even though I don't mind scrapping I don't really I don't know might be the other guy might be the underdog you'll wake up on the floor like who 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 that <laughs> that's another thing he, he had about 20 pounds on me um but yeah no and he wasn't he wasn't trying to to like beat me up he was definitely backing down i was like chasing him around the parking lot more or less um but yeah it's just a i don't know if you guys have ever been in that position where you because i know sean you box but you're not a violent person but you yeah. could pound somebody if you had to yeah. I feel like I'm in that same position, but I'm not a fighter. And I just had that that thing happen a couple of weeks ago where I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking put 10 years of wrestling to use and, and pound this motherfucker. Yeah. And uh, it didn't really come out that way. Well, it never does. It's always unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing where it caught me off guard. I was at the donut shop getting donuts for the, the kids in the morning. You know, like all fucking like four in the morning, you know. And uh, I seen this homeless dude I see all the time. And he's fucking dumb, retarded, fucking whatever. I'm sure he has his own story. Well, anyways, he was uh, slinging dope to uh, someone else, or the person was buying dope from him. Well, the other guy ran off real quick. Well, the homeless guy in question, he's sitting there looking at me or something. And he's kind of like right in front of the donut shop, you know. And I look at him, I go, hey, man, why don't you fucking take that shit on down the fucking road out here fucking selling drugs out here and shit. 
this motherfucker homeless guy fucking saw uh, squared up and he, uh, he looked me right in my eye. He goes, listen here, I'm the sheriff around here. You understand? He pointed to his badge on a shitty ass fucking jacket. It was like this little <laughs> tin badge. Uh, like for like two seconds, I was just all, oh, oh, okay. Oh, so sorry, sheriff. <laughs> but at the same time, I was just all, so then like, I had to think to myself, like, oh, how do I want out this guy with fucking words besides just punching him? Right? <laughs> he left you with nothing, man. Ah, that's awesome. It was great, you know, but I don't know if it was the just the way he said it or his actual badge on his fucking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a badge. Yeah, it was like, I don't know if it was actual metal, if it was plastic, it was just painted chrome, but like it literally said sheriff on there, but that motherfucker was so fucking lit up on dope that, that he was really told me like that. Man, that's oh. great, dude. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't remember what happened. Just got my gun. Yeah. No, the whole way fucking work. <laughs> it's, uh, Go ahead, it, it is weird, like, um, I haven't had an altercation in a while, you know, in a long time. Um, but there, there just, I think it was last week uh, before I went on vacation where I could have chosen to get into a car crash. And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm always having this weird turmoil with my car, you know, like, oh man, do I want to just like drive it into the ocean or how do I get a new car, you know? And, um... I was driving, and this guy in a big new Chevy SUV was waiting to turn left. And I don't know why he was waiting, because the street was empty. And right when I was about to pass him going straight, he starts turning left, and he cuts me off. And it was to the point to where I was doing 40 miles an hour, where if I had just kept going without slamming on my brakes, he would have hit me. I would have T-boned him, but it would have been his fault. Uh, however, I had like a million thoughts all at once, and I slammed on my brakes, and I threw the peace sign at him. It, it, <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, why did I react like that? But it's because I like I, I have all these shithead thoughts, but I don't act on them. Because it's just the, the higher road is there, why not take it, you know? Yeah. And uh, and then I found out that there's this law, too, where, say you're in that situation. Well, I clearly had enough time to react and break. If I had followed oh, I through you. with hitting him, there's a clause in the law of... It's it's like the last resort clause or something like that. Where, yeah, like avoiding... Yeah, avoiding a... yeah exactly. Did you, have a, did you really have no time to react at all? Yeah. And that's one of the thoughts yeah, that I had. I was like, you know what? Like, my brakes are good. I just replaced all my brakes, so I stopped, and I threw the peace sign at them. And, <laughs> and they laughed. That's what pissed me off even more. But then I was fine. Life is like this. You, made, you made the right choice. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, for sure. There's been a lot of bad choices, but that's just when I was, like, really young. And... You know, that's crazy, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I'm just drinking my coffee, man. Okay. I I told you that altercation where uh, 
I um, once I rear-ended somebody, I pushed them. I guess that would be a more better example. Like, that was brake checking me. Oh, okay. Like how you used to push me in my service van when you were behind me. Yeah, well, no, because that, that's just a ha-ha for you. Know? Oh, okay. that's, that's shenanigans. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, the guy tried passing me on a one lane mm-hmm. and then, like, tried to, like, kind of push me over out of the lane because, you know, apparently he needed in front of me. And then, uh, well, I kind of, like, sque- I put the squeeze on him on the side, you know, and then he, like, got back around me, passed me on the other side. And then as soon as he got around me, uh, he starts, like, brake checking me. You know, so I was like, all right, you know, I really didn't want to play this morning, but all right. And then he, you know, he kept on instigating, you know, brake checking more, more. So I was watching the, like how he was hitting the brake, getting off on it, hitting the brake, getting off, you know, on it again. Yeah. And it was like that slingshot engage shit, you know, on Ricky Bobby. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I waited for it. Like, as soon as I saw those fucking brake lights hit, I was like on, on, off and on my brake and I Lord, I, I hit him, but mm-hmm. I didn't hit him enough to like uh, cause any damage. I thought I thought for sure. But okay, so long story. Okay, long story short, even after all of that, right? We get up to the stop sign. He gets out the car. He has his insurance ready. He has his camera. And he's already recording the situation. <laughs> he's trying to be all like guys and like afterwards. I'm just like, but the whole time, like my mind, I'm thinking to myself, I was like. Real? You got your gonna, insurance people ready. Right here? <laughs> no, he, he, this guy was waiting to get paid already. He, he was excited. Yeah. Uh, how, did, how did it turn out? Did you have to pay for anything? No. Well, yeah. This is like admitting guilt. So, he, uh, he, he says to me after he records my license plate and the company, uh, you know, on the, on the door, he says to me, why you hit me, man? Why, why, why you hit me? But then, like I said, I just got dust spoke off. Oh, I don't say that. Uh, <laughs> I just finished my breakfast. And, um, what did I say to him? I said, oh yeah. I go, why'd I hit you? I go, why are you driving like that? I kind of point to the side, you know, in the lane where, you know, I was like, why you drive like that? And he goes, well, yeah, I'll call the cops. I said, oh, yeah, go ahead and call them. Tell them about the problem you are having this morning. And uh, he kind of looked at me. And he goes, I'll call them. I said, good. I said, yeah. I go, you got two choices. I said, what? I said, you can call the cops. You can tell them what you did today. Or you can go right down that road and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looked at me and he's just like, what? So I repeated pretty much everything I said a second time, but I said it a little more festive, like one way or another. And uh, he kind of like made that stupid like click or noise with with his tongue. Yeah. You know, and he's like looked at me like, man, and he just walked off with his tail tucked between his legs. And then uh, so then I followed him for like 10 minutes. Just <laughs> cruised behind him. And like I damn near followed him all the way to his work, and uh, we actually drove right past the CHP station. And then uh, uh-huh. I was like, "All right, I'm done being a stalker. I didn't even need to take this freeway, huh. <laughs> going the completely the wrong direction." And then, uh, so then I just went to work, and then nothing ever happened. <laughs> yeah, as tends to happen with jackasses that know they did something. 
Yeah, but people shoot people now, so yeah, I know. Gotta stop. It, you just reminded me of uh, all these videos of road rage in Texas, and people just start shooting, man. They they don't speed up, they don't break, they just start shooting at each other. Really it's gnarly. Yeah, there's so many videos of uh, the freeways in Texas. Like, and what well, one, like so many of those videos, I think you could tell, it's just a mistake. Somebody's not paying attention and they swerve into somebody's lane, and then usually it's a big ass truck has a firearm, and they start just fucking unloading, man. Huh. You just got, like, a gun rack on your on the back window. Oh, they're, yeah. already, they're already aiming at the, the car. <laughs> you just kind of reach back and pull the trigger. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like James Bond. If I'm going to do that, if yeah, I'm that kind of person, cool. I would set up my car like James Bond car. I'd have Jeez. freaking, like, uh, like, uh, and uh, what, what are those those water guns, those big ones, though? You pump them up full of pressure, and they you can shoot them. Oh, say again. I'm sorry to cut out. Those those, uh, those water guns, where you like pump them up full of water. Oh, those super soakers. Yeah, super soaker. Yeah, <laughs> I would like like a super soaker full of castor oil that was dyed black. Uh, there you go. Blind them. Yeah, there you go. Just like on a trigger, you know, get in front of people and blind them. I just don't want anybody to die. I want everybody oh. to be safe. Well, <laughs> leave your super soaker at home. Then. Yeah, I guess so. You can't have it. You can't have it. it always. How about a train horn? Oh, those are great. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. Yeah. Just just a little bit yeah, of poop in the pants, dude. We uh. I had some lady uh cut me off, and she just did it like I don't even know how she didn't hit the truck. I was just got stuck in the school school zone, and she just came from dropping off her kids, and she pulled all the way in front. I waited till like her door was just. I don't know. How would you explain it if she just came completely sideways in front of your truck and like blocked you, like if she would like barricade you? Yeah. And then turned into the lane. Like I don't even know how to explain it. So I kind of waited, and then uh, I waited, I waited, and then I honked the horn, and uh, scared the shit out of her. She got mad, and then uh, I'm looking at her in just the mirror. So the me and her proceed to have a mirror argument. <laughs> she doesn't roll the window, the mirror, she doesn't my car. but I can see her. I'm looking right at her in her mirror, right? So um, she's just cussing me out, all kind of stuff. So I just put my face, my uh, my hand, like your fist, and you make the crying little uh-huh. thing, like, oh, you crying. <laughs> and of course, that makes her just go fucking ape shit. But the funny thing was is... Uh, was the reaction like how I did to uh, stir the pot to let it go from uh, I'm like oh you crying to like oh I'm pulling out my Glock and that's like oh geez you know hey, hey ma'am I'm really sorry you need to make you cry you got to shoot really she had she had something on her or she made it seem like that <laughs> no what I'm saying is how fast you can go from just a stupid petty argument. To, she didn't pull a gun. That's not not what I meant. Oh, um, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What's the what's always the next step? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do how do you up him? How do you scare that guy to like you know make the other guy take off? Yeah. Yeah. That's where you got to use your Sean like judgment. Just do the right thing. Yeah. Step on the brakes. <laughs> it's much better. Right. It's it's been so long since I've had an altercation. Or a confrontation that um, that makes me access the that blind rage. Like 
when I think back on all of the times that that's happened, I don't know how I arrived there. Like, I don't know how that's possible because I, it would take some pretty extreme circumstances to get me there now. To the point to where... Yeah, like, like some serious, serious stuff would have to happen in order to get me to that kind of level of uh, emotional instability. Well, one, one guy almost got me there. And... I don't know why, you know? This was like 10 years ago. I don't know why he got me to that point. But again, it was 10 years ago, so I wasn't... I wasn't doing anything particular to... to help myself emotionally or anything like that. But even then, I, I almost blacked out like how it used to be getting into stupid street fights and bullshit like that. But it didn't happen. I just think that, that it, it amazes me that so many people are able to, to do that though, you know? There's just so many consequences nowadays. And even if there are no witnesses, even if there are no cameras, it it still mystifies me as to how there are people that can go on a murderous rampage for road rage. You know. There's level of, levels of psychotics out there, you know. Um, you, you mentioned murderous rampage. You know, there's like people who've literally killed dozens of people. That's, that's, yeah. that's one end of the spectrum. Yeah. And then, and then there's you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, murders rampage on ants because they bite me. Ah, you know, but that's uh, only the ants that are in my house. Huh? <laughs> Fuck them. Dude, the last time I just step on them or what? <laughs> no. The last time I killed an ant, uh -huh. I think I was spraying like some WD forty or something on it, and uh -huh. I seen I seen them kind of shrivel up like, oh, they're dying. And uh -huh. remember, we used to smoke salvia. Oh yeah, it was around that time. And so when I smoked salvia previously, I thought I was dying. And so when I saw that ant, I related to that ant. And I was like, oh, oh man, I can't, <laughs> I can't put another another ant through what I was feeling. Yeah, that's that horrendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Do they even still sell salvia? I don't know. I think they do. It's just like a, a clove or whatever. That's so. It's so weird. You ever smoke salvia, James? Uh, I think I tried way back, like, like, you know, high school, junior high, way back in the day, and I, it was just like smoking a fucking plant. Yeah, it's like, but, turns out to be like some form of DMT or like a, like a heavy mushroom trip where you get psychedelically charged into like the zipper realm of time and you think you're dying and, but it only lasts for like a minute or two. Yeah. There, there was a guy, um... He 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 did it live on a on a podcast. I think he smoked like, what was it like a sixty x? Because they have the different ratings: twenty x, forty x, sixty a hundred. And he's he said, uh, it was one of Joe Rogan's dudes. I can't remember the guy's name, but the podcast is a trip because it's the usual what you see people do when they smoke salvia. It just kind of like turns into cement and he melts into the couch. <laughs> and it was only for like what was it like like. I don't know, a couple minutes, but this dude came out of it on the podcast. So he went in and he came out of it and he said that in that trip, he lived for three years, an alternate <laughs> life. <laughs> Isn't that fucking crazy? Uh, God damn. What, yeah. what's, hey, what's the difference between 
Spice and salvia, is it one of the same or is it completely different? Spice is like a synthetic pot marijuana, so not not psychoactive hardly at all. No, not not the same. Uh, that shit is dangerous. Spice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think I tried smoking that a couple of times, and it was like a synthetic marijuana, which didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, I never I never tried it just because early on in the Kazaa days, I downloaded a like a compilation folder along with all the other fucked up things I incidentally downloaded on on accident and uh it was just this compilation of people smoking spice and it was like horrible people jumping out windows Ah, that's bath salts dude oh yeah that that too well it probably who knows what it was in the video really but uh yeah that's just crazy i I never tried it myself but salvia i tried it several times and i think i i stopped smoking salvia because it, it gave me insight that I don't think at the time I was like psychologically prepared to process because it it, it, show, it shows you what it's like to be dead you know I think maybe you're see, maybe you're only seeing the lesser lights I'm not sure what it is did you have what was the most uh, impressionable experience for you Two, two things that I can remember from that is one, I probably, I probably did it ten times, and I would it would always try to get me outdoors. So if I was inside somewhere, mm. it would it would draw me out. Like at one time, it, I ran into a, a screen door, like a glass uh, sliding glass door, because yeah. I didn't realize there was a door. So I was like smashing into it because it wanted to draw me out so bad. Yeah. And then when I would see the sky. There would be like this zipper unzipping, and that was like the point of present time, and that was like some sort of zipper of time unfolding, and that was I don't know, oh, past, that's... past, present, and future. Wow, I don't know, but I was definitely dead a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I definitely died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That that's a I never heard Didn't it either. put like that. Josh saw the zipper too. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Sean, yeah. Tim's Timmy's here. Oh, nice. What's up, Tim? I heard tonight. Ryan asked me to cover for him. Oh yeah. So I respect him enough to, to do something like this for him. So I kind of had to do it. Oh okay. Right on. I have a story I wanted to share real quick. I just got off a delivery. Okay. And uh, I left my car running, and the headlights were pointing in the customer's door. Oh, is that one of those new Mustangs? The electric ones? And I said, no, it's a Ford Escape. And he goes, yeah, from the front, it kind of looked like the Mustang. He... Fuck. Come back. Uh-oh. I think we lost I said, him. We have gas and oil in our cars. And Hello? Go ahead. Yeah, you cut out, Tim. Oh, my bad. Let me... I just got to the... Hop out real quick. I'll share my story in a second. Man, damn technology. Yeah, I don't know why it does that. I think because Tim was about to drop some bombs on the Ford Mustang, probably. <laughs> you know, I've noticed on keywords, I'll hear a glitch on my end. I don't know if you guys hear the glitch, but when you guys say certain names or certain things, it goes... Yeah, you <laughs> might, like, we might want to start paying for the full subscription of our Neuralink here if we want to get uncensored. Yeah. That's funny. 
It, it, what, isn't that funny? Like, what, what if what if Neuralink ends up being like a like a modern BMW to where you have to pay for certain functions or they don't work? But then, what if you're to the point to where we're reliant on it to function, to work? Let's just say, and you don't you didn't pay for your mathematics subscription, so you're a dumbass. Yeah. Are you, are oh you, man, if you, funny if, shit. If you don't upgrade, then your your battery starts. Starts draining. Oh damn! Twice as fast as normal. <laughs> what was uh, that movie with uh, Justin Timberlake, Beaver Boy? Oh um, uh, yeah, where they they kill everybody time. at the age of twenty-seven or something like that. Yeah, your time runs out on your little Neuralink. Yeah. You power down. Yeah. That's a crazy society, but in some ways, things are, are already like that. I guess. But no, no, not really. Not really. That's just like a super extreme example. But I always thought that that movie was thought-provoking. Yeah, Justin's mom was fucking hot in that movie. <laughs> his mom? The, whoever his mom portrayed, because they didn't age or something like that, remember? Or they were young. She was just like an older woman. Like, she was an older woman. She was just a fucking really hot fucking mom. Justin Bieber's mom was, was dating someone here in Redlands that I knew. Oh, really? No. Oh, really? If we're, if oh. we're talking about small world stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> not really? It just happens. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny shit. That, that, that's a mystifying thing. I think that's a psychotic... Uh, a psychotic observable behavior Psycho- in, in society. Celebrity uh, clout. I didn't catch it. Oh yeah, sorry. It, I, you know, I can kind of tell when I'm glitching on my end because I hear little, little static blips. I guess we're not supposed to talk about uh, we're not supposed to talk Celebrity. about uh, celebrities. No, I'm would you uh, have a conversation with Keanu on the subway if you if he sat next to you, or would you just be like, "Fuck you," Keanu? Yeah, sure, would well, I liked all his movies, the ones I've seen anyway. He has a he has a brand of motorcycles. I like his motorcycles a lot. Really? Yeah. What are they? Um, I don't know. They're just kick ass. They, they they look really cool. But I'm not dumb enough to ride a motorcycle, so <laughs> I'm never gonna have one. I'd play it on his terms. If he looked like he was in his own head. I'd leave him there. If, if he looked like he wanted to talk, I'd say, what's up? Would or you, you just uh, try to hit him? Just, you... try to hit him. just fucking go for it. <laughs> try to see what he has? Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me ask you this. What if you get your, your chip, your Tesla chip, and you get your little your your leads, your electrical leads? What if someone sat, uh, sat next to you and said, like, hey, you want to plug in together? Can you put your two little chip plugs together and jump into each other's mind? And if you could, would you? That would that would depend on, on what happens in society. Like, if you got to a point of technological... Uh, I, I don't want to say interference, but like... Uh, um, 
an inextricable interplay between Neuralink and your daily life. And society at the same time advances in such a way that people can't lie because everything's transparent or there's consequences to lying via the Neuralink, then maybe it would be safe, but I highly doubt that human society would get to that point. So my answer would be no. <laughs> Never. In Avatar, they have little... They're a little biotic yeah, Neuralink, right? They're all blue and happy and living in the trees and shit. See, that's what happens when Smurfs fuck deer in the forest. Oh. <laughs> they're great people. Sure. Yep. I didn't. I didn't see the. Uh, I didn't see the second one because it's three hours long or something craziness, craziness like that. We saw it. Yeah. Sorry. That's too long, man. <laughs> Was it that long? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's this morning I was going to tell before I cut off. Um, yeah. So the customer was asking if I had one of those new electric Mustangs. And I, you know, told him what kind of car I had and that it wasn't the uh, electric Mustang. And he goes, you know, it's kind of crazy. A lot of these car companies are going all electric now. And I said, you know, it is crazy. But I said, the whole point behind going all electric is, is a disgrace. I said, look, my car takes gas and oil. That's all taken out of the earth. And, you know, there's an economic, economic impact, supposedly, on me burning, you know, both said items. I said, how do you get lithium out of the ground? And he just kind of looks at me and stops. And I said, you know, one of those Caterpillar tractors? And he just goes, fuck, I didn't <laughs> think of it that way. And I was like, yep, doesn't matter what happens. There's still going to be an economic impact if it's worse or greater than or less than. I said, there's still going to be impact to the earth. Yeah. Blew this motherfucker's mind. Like he thought he was gonna eat some pizza and just enjoy his night. No, I just fucked his whole brain up. Yeah, you He's not gonna know what to think for the next three days. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking. You're talking about the production. So if you're talking about an electric vehicle, then you, um, there could be in like three phases. You got the the production of it, which you're gonna use fossil fuels and and uh, all your heavy machinery, and then while the electric vehicle is in use then it's then it's pretty green while it's in use but then you have to dispose of it afterwards too so it's really it's uh it's not all green right it's the same it's the same with with yeah, uh, you know like windmills windmills or solar panels it's the same thing you got to produce them somehow and then when while they're while they're um in effect they're they're green but then you got to you also got to dispose them eventually too so you're always going to use yeah it's like a, a lot of those electric car fires that are happening now recent you know after a car accident or something just faults now all that lithium is burning into the air and you're just breathing it in breathing it in yeah just like you're breathing in gasoline fumes when you're pumping your gas at the gas station yeah. or when you're changing your fucking oil at least you can get high off the gas you can't do that. Yeah, very with true. Lithium fumes. That shit brought your brain worse than Canadian crust. <laughs> or Pap's blue ribbon. Yeah, that too. That's made out of gasoline. Yeah. 
Hey, did that customer own electric vehicles? Or he, he, he was no, just he asking? No, he had like a load of Tacoma in the driveway. Those are thirsty engines. Yeah, he just kind of was like taken back a step. Was just like, fuck, like it. It all makes sense now. Like, <laughs> yeah, California is fucking used for their own agenda because they're making money off of it. Yeah. Uh, but with that subject, guys, I wish you all a well night. And I just got back. To all right, man. Have a good all one, dude. Stay safe later. out there. Yeah. I'll try. Take it easy. He's gone. You just reminded me too. So today, today I almost went all the way to Huntington Beach to test drive a three wheel that three wheeled um, Electrica Mechanica car. It's a solo. Uh-huh. It's called the Solo, and it has a hundred mile range, and it's technically a motorcycle. I didn't I didn't know that it was classified as a motorcycle. And uh, on the inside of that car, it says in I think like three different places this car is not as safe as a normal car it has no abs no traction control no some other thing and it's just saying that oh yeah no airbags too has no airbags does it have a roof and walls yeah it's all it's all enclosed it's all enclosed it's a cool looking little thing and because of the uh, i'm sorry all the warning labels they're all in orange on the visors yeah there was one on the visor there's one uh there's one on the door somewhere, and there's another one somewhere. But I thought that was funny. I, I, I had seen those cars rolling around, and I always thought they were cool, but then I never really considered that they don't have any... I mean, they're safer than a motorcycle. It's triangulation, so it's pretty stable. But in terms of you getting smashed, like, it's the same as a motorcycle, essentially. You're just going to stay in a... You're going to be a contained smush. You know. So that's going to be less less pollutant right there. Do you guys have any problem with seeing the daily commute, all these people on the road, one person per car, freeways jammed up, coming and going all day long? Does this bug you guys at all? Like Always. Too many people on the road going Always. nowhere? Or? Especially the, the Chevy Tahoes with one person uh, <laughs> commuting to work. That shit irritates me. But look at my car. What you know, they... Go ahead, James. I was going to say, they already have solutions uh, for, for that, but the, the people won't allow the implement, implementing the driving aids is the best way I could say it. What's a, Which what means... Mean? Okay, so um, there is current and available technology, so like within, within just a couple of years, okay, so you know the fast track lane? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you should, we all should be able to go get in our smart electric vehicle, doesn't matter what brand it is, okay? Mm-hmm. You should be able to tell, put in your, on your maps where, where you're going, so just car take me to work, okay? And your car, once you're on the freeway, you'll get in that lane, and all those cars will go bumper to bumper, and they'll just go, take off. Yeah, that, that was that whole dedicated dedicated electric autonomous vehicle lane idea, right? Yeah, but what the thing is, is when you have the autopilot, it gets you in that lane and gets you out when it's time for your uh, exit, and you get you off the freeway. Uh, and then uh, as long as you let the car do everything, 
with, with road rage, people mm-hmm. being in a hurry, people <laughs> not letting people over. We all interfere with the whole driving age of the car so much by being uh, arrogant and ignorant that we won't allow the cars to actually do what they're programmed to do and function. Well, how many, well, vehicles, how many vehicles would this entail? Um, would there be carpooling involved? Could could you uh, have some kind of system where, you, you know, everybody shows up to this hub, type in your destination, now the, you know, the AI can tell you, you all hop in this car, I'll take you over here. Is there carpooling involved or is this just a bunch of separate vehicles still? You can still drive your car normal, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and carpool normal. And however, Uber, it would work with Uber because they're trying to do autonomous Uber drivers. So it would work for that too. Okay. Um, so right away, the two companies that would do it, two car companies right away, they're going to do it. It would be uh, both vehicles are equipped with OnStar, it's BMW and uh, General Motors. Then Tesla already has their stuff going. Volvo already has their stuff going. But we'll just say, like, when the cars go to, like, an OBD3 uh, diagnostics where it's all uh, one standard platform when we all upgrade. And, and see, that's another uh, facade of that. If these cars are so highly technologically involved and, you know, all this stuff, why are we still worried about emissions? Why are we still worried about uh, performance? Where we should just be worried about these cars that could actually be truly zero emission and uh, ecologically friendly um, but when you can't have uh, 800 horsepower Hemi in your Tesla then we try to tell your, explain to your customer why they can't have that you know huh. um, but uh, so uh, Lexus one ups it and they uh, want to the EV vehicle dedicated lane to be uh, a hover lane for their technology on their car oh yeah they uh, have that hover oh. magnetic rail car thing mm-hmm. no levitation is not a problem propulsion is not a problem it's braking and so imagine be whether we'll just say the speed limit on the hover lanes 45 miles an hour but even if you're going 45 miles an hour straight uninterrupted and you just go to your dedicated uh, destination i mean that's a lot faster than uh even trying to drive stop go stop go stop go you know go, go fast go slow uh, think about how many like driving inputs that you're you're just smashing into your car, beating shit out of it. Versus if you just said, "All right, autopilot on, take me to work," you'd be in work in twenty minutes. Yeah, especially if if that dedicated lane thing happens. The I don't know. I I think maybe that is the idea behind the the push for banning um, internal combustion engines is that that is the crystallization of what they're trying to accomplish by switching us over to autonomous electric transportation when you take out individual control and in a larger sense uh autonomy of movement from the average citizen only then are you able to do what you're what you're talking about and i think that that's Maybe that's a cultural artifact that will go away as the technology changes the culture. But it's hard it, It's hard to imagine that that would ever have traction considering how Americans are 
and how we're weary of anybody having any control, especially the government nowadays, over what we do and where we can go. I have a problem with it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to, to live with that. I would move to Texarkana. That's why we're going to get rid of people like you. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <clears throat> they're going to they're gonna fucking, uh, what is it called? Havana syndrome me until I die. <laughs> the CIA is going to put us uh, harmonic speakers or acoustic speakers there to uh, play all kinds of mixed hurts at your house and confuse the shit out of you while you sleep. Yeah. That's true. Though. That's been done in infrasound. We've been experimenting with that for a long time. Infrasound. Right, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. What hertz is five G on? Uh, it's an extre- or- it's an extremely high uh, frequency range <clears throat> that has, and that's the reason why they have to install uh, so many towers so close together is because it doesn't travel well through substrates like concrete and steel and stuff like that. But it's a super, super high-frequency, high-energy thing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There was um, an antenna... Somewhere between 25 and 39 gigahertz? To answer your question, maybe? If you know what that means. Well... Well, they say that the five G affects people, affects your bones and stuff, right? Yeah, it's been it's been proven, but they uh, they being the regulatory agencies don't give a shit about the stuff that's been proven because they already invested into the infrastructure. What what trips me out about five G is how short range it is. Yeah, like, especially like in Redlands, we saw all the how many five uh, G towers are up and how close in proximity they are um and the consequently you have these towers right outside of schools or on your on your street corner yeah always in a high traffic public location and i uh i don't know if if it's an experiment for the listeners but in order to perform this experiment you're gonna have to melt yourself a little bit and get close to one of these towers that i guarantee you're gonna find by a church by a school, typically a middle school, um, or public parks, and you just have to get close enough to read the warning saying that, do not stand close to this thing, <laughs> it's do you know, dangerous as fuck. And do you know you're going to need a pair of binoculars to read that warning? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they put, you do. now they put them you high up. You cannot see them, even with binoculars, it took me 10 minutes of steadying to, to read that little bitty sign up there. Yeah, remember we made up our signs when the yeah. 5G came around. Yeah, me, me and Matt got pissed and and uh, we made a bunch of signs and stuck them around uh, Redlands. We went and stuck them on all the 5G towers, saying how they're toxic and telling communication companies don't give a shit and blah blah blah. They took the signs down like two days later. Yeah, mine didn't even last a day. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and I I, tr- I tried to put it high up and everything. They got it, man. Uh. I know, I pulled right up on my Jeep, right up to the pole, got on top of my Jeep, and yeah. strapped up as high as I could. <laughs> and it's crazy that people would get pissed about that. I mean, yeah. I know that they're private property, but at the same time, I don't think it would have mattered if we just put those signs one lamppost down. They still would have been 
destroyed. Well, Redlands as a community fought 5G pretty hard, but the FCC rammed it down our throat. We didn't really have a choice, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like... Those things like, are everywhere. Yeah, dude. It's just like uh, like that whole nuclear power thing. It was so funny how they're like, oh, nuclear power is safe. Like, dude, nuclear power melts you. It turns you into, into freaking pudding. It's not safe. <laughs> it's not safe at all. And uh, the whole thing with, with 5G and what they found was that it's like that, that frequency, and I'm not sure if you can call it frequency, but that, that radiation source is definitely not as powerful as, say, uh, usable plutonium that, can, that you can extract electrical energy from. But it is powerful enough to cause temporary cumulative damage to soft tissue and to bones uh i i think it takes about like like say say you have a 5g cell phone which i don't i I have the last iphone before they switched over to 5g and call me paranoid for thinking that that would make a difference but to me it does Mm -hmm. and um they 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 did a study on people that have they had the first 5g phones and they took x-rays of their hands and in these x-rays, and I'm not sure what kind of imaging this was, but they detected like levels of porosity and levels of um, atrophy of the muscular tissue and of the vascular systems in the hand. And then they took imaging uh, like a four or five days later, and the soft tissue was starting to recover. So it's like your body can recover from it, but not if you're constantly bombarded by it. I mean that—that's what pisses me off about all, seeing all these things in, in schoolyards and churches and right next to the public library. They love putting them next to libraries, and like right in the middle too. Like you have to walk past it to get inside. You just got you—you you, you got, got to scan, imagine scan your library card on yeah, it. Yeah, you got to imagine what that's doing, dude. And that's not even saying anything about the psychological effects that I've heard of. Uh, psychological effects is that I think the reason why they put them near middle schools and high schools but especially middle schools is that I think it was a two German doctors that that did a study on what kind of thoughts are associated with proximity to 5g and I'm not sure how they did it but the study went that your thoughts are more base so in other words instead of being of the kind of mind to where you're thinking deeply and thoughtfully and you're being considerate, you're having all of these complex patterns of thoughts, it makes your brain less able to do that. And so what happens when you're less able to do that, and I'm not sure, is that you become distracted. And for kids at that age, it's, uh, it's a sexual thing. So you become a lot more attuned to those thoughts and a lot more willing to accept those thoughts over other thoughts. Uh, well, 5G is also mostly streaming Netflix and porn, so it makes sense. <laughs> that we're, that we're yeah, yeah, no shit. That's 50% of 5G porn. Interesting. <laughs> yep. My buddy lives catty-corner to a 5G tower and... Uh, He's he's pretty base thought. Yeah. yeah he's pretty base brain. <laughs> there you go. 
That's just, that's just one case study. <laughs> it's anecdotal, but it counts, dude. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the the, the ratings for uh, 5G? Uh, what do you mean, ratings? Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, I don't know if it's going to be able to say bandwidth or speed. Okay. Would be the best way to describe the words. Okay, so if you look at a chart on what how fast and like how much data you could change so if you looked at like uh 1g way back in the day we'll just say you could only download one gig at you know whatever you know 50 miles an hour right yeah <laughs> uh so when you get into 3g and 5 5g so if you call up and complain you're saying hey my internet's slow and i'm paying all this money for 5g they're like oh well yes hold on and you look at your phone, it'll say 4G, 5G, it'll, it'll switch back over, right? Yeah. Well, technically, a low, very low 5G internet uh, signal is actually just a high 4G signal. Hmm. So even on a bad day where your phone's not working and you tell the company, hey, you know, my my phone's not really working that great. They're like, oh, well, technically, you, you're getting 5G. Yeah, like maybe off like one point little mega or you know you know a signal that i'm getting of 5g that it's actually working but you know well yeah i hear you there uh so we'll just say that your phone's working at 4.5 uh uh, 4g verizon can say to you like well technically you're getting 5g so we actually been it's it's better technology i'm sure but the actual signal strength that actually they're actually selling you Mm -hmm. is in my opinion, kind of mythical because yeah, it might be on a different Hertz, might be on a different bandwidth, but your actual data transfer, your signal and all that, when it comes down to it, unless you have really good service, you're still getting basic fucking service. I wonder how much of that depends on the receiver too. Like, uh, for instance, like my phone is fine. I don't have any, I don't really care that much, but I don't, I don't have any problems with my 4G phone. But, I have no doubt that this phone is capable of 5G, maybe, and I just they they don't turn it on or or who knows because they, didn't they retrofit all of those towers already for 5G? It was just like a matter of turning them on, and building more of them because the 5G doesn't travel as far. Couldn't tell you. I know I know when they first put up the towers in Redlands, they were running 4G for at least half of the year. Like they were. It took them a while to to upgrade, but I don't know. Yeah, just like the warehouse shit, man. That that stuff ingressed so fast it came up under everybody's noses. Huh. It was gnarly. You got warehouses up in the high desert, dude. Yeah, they're building. They're popping up everywhere now. Yeah. What about like uh, apartment complexes and kind of tract home, tract housing, and all that kind of stuff? Is it yeah, there's a couple spots where there's this old ranch that they finally got the rights to, and they um, are building like twenty to forty thousand homes in the next twenty years in just one one track. Wowzers! Yeah, you, holy smoke! Yeah, you know that spot um, right below Silverwood Dam, that that valley. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. That they're gonna fill up that whole valley okay. with tract homes. Ah, huh. yeah, from end to end. Damn. 
That's mm-hmm. like the new Beaumont, huh? They're like they've gone as far that way, they're as far east as they want to go. Yeah. And now they're going to go. Yeah. Now they're going to develop all that. And it's right beneath a dam that floods. It's on a. It's on like, a, if you just look at it from that area, that's the worst alluvial plain thing that you can imagine. What's like the? That's up to fifteen, and then like what would be the crosshairs on that? Uh, what what's the exit? What's the exit, James, to to go that back way? Uh, through. I think it's one thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay, that's the one thirty-eight. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to get. If you guys want to get down here, it's all the Cajon Pass down the 15, right? So that's a lot of congestion if they're if they're going to put a lot more homes up there. Yeah. Well, James yeah, takes the donkey I, I, trail, so he doesn't go that way. What's that? Um, sorry. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> he says I take like a dirt road. No, I, I take the pavement. I can't take the truck on the, on the dirt road. Sometimes I think about it. Yeah. But man, yeah, the... The fucking traffic every fucking day, and man, if and then you it's two to two cars per home, so twenty thousand homes, so that's forty to eighty thousand cars that are going to be going that way. Yeah, there there was this billionaire. I don't know who he who he is, but he was proposing building a for profit, of course, a, a separate freeway for um, trucks for Class Eight trucks. So that they no longer travel down the Cajon Pass. I thought that that was a great idea. I think, I think Class Eight trucks should just have their their own separate freeway. But it's too late now. I mean, they built houses right next to the freeway, or they built freeways right next to the houses, through the houses. So I don't know how that'll work in ever. I'm surprised they don't have some fancy tunnel that just goes through the mountain. Isn't that what like Elon Musk wants to do? Isn't yeah, that, that's that's the whole boring company. That's what. That's oh really? What, that's what we need at some point, huh? We need some big. We need a big infrastructure move to revamp this shit. Yeah. You know, China was doing pretty good with their their trains. There are their trains to nowhere. No one even uses. Oh yeah, there's no. There's nothing to do at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking pointless. Yeah, so stupid. You you could take the train from Shanghai all the way to the abandoned Disneyland. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Shanghai fucking Disneyland. The copycat Disneyland. Yeah. Fucking great. You good, man? You running out of time, or what? No, no. Okay, I cool. Time. I'm chilling. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, we'll work up forever. We just talk and talk and just keep going. Fuck yeah. shit. There's a. Um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I have something random, but no, go for it. Let's see what you got. So I was listening to this guy on uh, Joe Rogan, and he was like a geopolitical uh, consultant, or he is. And recently, I had started to notice that I was developing like a kind of like a uh, a paranoia that I that was not welcome in my psyche about the future of our lives here in America. And uh, it matters to me because I'm American, so for all anybody that gets offended by that shit, fuck off. But uh, he made me a lot less paranoid, man. Like, he, he helped me realize, and I believe him, that geopolitically, despite all of the stuff that is definitely bound to happen, 
because there's always something that's bound to happen because our systems suck. Uh, global dependency for food and all that stuff. But the United States... Uh, let's just say I'm glad that I'm here. We're, we're, a, we're a great food exporter. And then I looked into it myself and was like, damn, like we, we do have a lot of secure food. And we export so much food to, con to countries that are essentially dependent on us exporting food to them. That like as, as the epicenter of a lot of this ability to create food, I don't really think that we have that much to fear. There, there's always definitely like the tyrannical government element, but that's anywhere that there's government. It's always a factor. We have so much land per yeah, capita as well. Yeah, and we got a shit ton of land. Uh, there's, well, everywhere in the world there's sources of clean water. Um, but with fracking and stuff, I don't know how that's going to work out. But essentially, just recently, I became a lot less worried about our future. And I think that, that, was, that was such a major change in my, in my mentality. Because I was kind of like stifled, man. I, I was unable to to really picture a future for myself wholeheartedly because I felt like, like, damn, like it, it's, it's probably going to collapse. <laughs> you know, it wasn't feeling too good. Now I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad the nation, we waste a lot of food too, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that, that's, that's something that could change. I don't know how I have no, no, no insight. Or ideas about how, but but it's, it's... well, I, I had a I had a small small theory huh. on that, and uh, I think of some of these we have some of the wrong companies running different departments of our. Uh, how do I rephrase this? So I'll just tell you the three things that that, that came to mind. Uh -huh. First of all, the, the ASPCA should be in charge of, of running the prisons and the jails instead of the kennels, just on the pure basis that they euthanize like 96% of their pets or some <laughs> I was about like to say the animal people? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, wait. If they are that efficient, okay, hold on. So what brings that up is uh, our, all of our shelters for the animals are like overloaded and they're yeah. kind of telling people like, hey, we're getting to the point where we're euthanizing. Yeah. And it's like sad to know that, you know, they're killing all the pets. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, you know the saying uh, a bullet only cost a quarter yeah you've ever heard that yeah well uh, if the ASPCA is so fucking efficient efficient at, at euthanizing pets and taking care of them the ASPCA needs to be in charge of euthanizing inmates that are worthless now I understand there's a lot of people in jail that you know are for stupid shit they don't need to be euthanized okay I get that but okay but the trash fuck man if it's that easy to put a dog down fucking man get a little uh, blow dart and start just you know while they're waiting in line for food just you know oh my god uh, uh, the people who should be in charge of feeding people who whether it's mass hunger or mass inmates is Taco Bell look how efficient Taco Bell can make a food paste and pump it into a fucking I don't mean if the what a tortilla is made out of at Taco Bell, but tortilla paste. You can roll up a fifty-five gallon drum of fucking beans as a cocking gun, and you could just go squirt, <laughs> squirt, <laughs> squirt. How many people that you can feed efficiently with yeah. dehydrated beans, dehydrated food, and all that? Yeah. And lastly, 
Dasani, Coca-Cola. I think Coca-Cola needs to, if they could take any municipal water source from any part of the country, in any country, and make that water fucking taste the same uniformly. If they got the water purification down to a science of that great, where you could take shitty city water and turn it into decent drinking water, why can't Coca-Cola provide drinking water to anyone else in the fucking nation, any jailhouse, recycled piss water, and turn it back into drinking water? With those three companies right there, you can solve all kinds of fucking problems if you just let those guys team up. Yeah. The whole think about how uh, think about how financially efficient too that you make it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but then then you got to be eating food paste and stuff. And That's I get, not my I, problem. Most most people eat food paste anyway. They're fine with it. It's interesting okay, though. Be, I was just th- thinking a lot. Uh, sorry. Oh, oh, um. No, go ahead. So recently, I, I was I was thinking about animals, and like, okay, like you you have you have these taxpayer funded shelters that get to over capacity, and they have to euthanize all of these animals, and for anyone that thinks. A little bit deeply about it like what why is that an issue why are there so many no-kill shelters and why are they funded it's because that there's a certain level of consciousness that we recognize especially in pets but doesn't take much to recognize it in all other animals of like hey it's that that's like that's a conscious thing you know like you can show compassion towards it and it responds uh Maybe not a wild boar. I, I I am all for nuking those guys. I hate them. They have no soul. But, Is it the wild boars? Yeah. Like in Texas? Yeah, man. Fuck them. But, uh... Anyway. That's that's gnarly. Because I, I think definitely there's there's been times in history where... They've done that to prison populations, you know, they just decide, oh, well, like the gulags, I think that's what the gulag was all about, right? I mean, I know it was run by a an ideologue that killed people for whatever reason, like Xi Jinping now. Um, Wasn't the gulag a work camp? Yeah, it was a work camp, but a lot of people just went there to die, too. Yeah, the bad conditions there sucks. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's that, that's gnarly to think about because it's not it's not something that's not being done, you know. Uh, that, that's why so many people fear Xi Jinping in China. That's why people fear the Communist Party over there is because you just say the wrong thing or you type the wrong thing on your state-sanctioned uh, government-provided smartphone that's constantly monitoring you, and they disappear your ass. And you're disappeared. You're just gone. They're willing to do that already, probably. To just political dissidents. Now, then you take people like you were saying over here. Say, like, recidivist people that... Oh, this guy this guy murdered somebody. And he did, let's just say, 10 years. And then he gets out. 
I don't I don't know how I would feel necessarily. Uh, my my instinct is that no, you shouldn't kill him, even though he kills people. Obviously. And that's a whole another can of worms, the whole 100% assurance that he is actually guilty and stuff, because there's been a lot of wrongful convictions, you know. But, uh, that's crazy to think about, man. I don't know if I'd... I don't know how to think about that. That hypothetical. Yeah, the wrongful uh, convictions, uh, that's, that's a hard part to not... Whether death penalty or euthanize or just, uh institutionalization yeah uh, it's that's all so that's shitty for somebody who's and you got all these cops that you plant evidence and you know oh I know uh, I think will, the confession what was it free will yeah it's terrible yeah it, it's gnarly I don't know what do you what do you think about that because that 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 was a picture that that really got me that James painted. Um, I'm not sure if I'm in on the the same spot as what you're thinking, but we're talking about compassion and basically have, trying to trying to. Uh, it seems like at, as a whole, we're kind of at a, at a tipping point where there's so many people. And we need to start really kind of working together and doing the right thing, treating each other in a better way as a whole to work to work towards goals, which it seems like a lot of people are not willing to do from my from my perspective. Um, not that I'm any better than anyone else or anything like that, but it seems like it's hard to have a lot of faith that a lot of people are going to do the right thing when you've got governments fighting basically a world war right now um energy profiteering drug companies uh it's just kind of madness and um does it does it start with yourself you gotta you gotta you gotta be right right in your own head with your community like how do you uh where do we go but i notice that like i love i love freedom as much as the next person i like to off-road my jeep um but then at the same time i try to i try not to drive if i don't have to i'm trying not to be out on that freeway in the commute like uh if we want to go to the rock climbing gym twice a week you know i'm i'm aware of that i'm conscious of that What's like? Is this excessive? Should I be doing something else? Uh, are these globalists getting in my head, telling telling me I'm burning too much carbon? I don't know. Did you guys ever have any uh, foreign exchange students live with you growing up in high school, or like I had a friend that had a, a foreign exchange student that lived with him? No, I never did. Um, not that I recall. I was friends with one. Um, did you like ever talk to him about, like the about? Like, I guess the best way uh, what I'm trying to get at is: uh, Did you ever experience his cultural shock, or did he ever talk to you about it, or ask you about certain things, or like why? Like, hey, what's going on here? Like, why are these people doing this? Or... Yeah, totally. 
um, the girl I knew, her name was Berte, and she was the daughter of um, some government official from Mongolia. And she went for, I think it was a year, to, uh, to Rialto High School with me. <clears throat> and it was interesting because she was talking to me one time. Well, she came not knowing English. It was pretty amazing how fast she learned. But she, So she was talking to me later on in the year about how interesting it was to her that we have the amount of uh, fruit that we do. Be, you know, being in California, we have fruits all the time of all kinds. Plus, not to mention all the imported stuff, because in Mongolia, at that point, they were just a couple of years into finally having citrus fruits and stuff like that. So, like, <clears throat> for them, in, in, their, in their cultural diet, they didn't have things that provided these kinds of vitamins and stuff. They didn't have, like, like the taste. They don't have the dishes to make uh to incorporate all of these foods so that was like shocking to her seeing so much fruit in our diet and i thought that was really cool and it was pretty interesting and then she told me a little bit about like how how they eat and that was that that was a can of worms because they eat fermented dairy with like hot, high alcohol content and like a lot of meat hardly any fruits at all and yet they don't have they don't have scurvy and <laughs> all this stuff Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Where was she from again? Mongolia. Mongolia, okay. Interesting. Yeah, she was dope. What if um, you were trying to... What did you say? You, you had a society where somebody was new to your society. You know, you're showing them around your town. And, you, you know, you get close to town square. And there's like a mob of people. And... uh your your new uh you know residential friend asks you hey what's going on over there like oh it's wednesday it's our weekly face stomping like oh why why are they doing that oh this this is how we take care of our criminals here in in our town yeah we gather them up at the at the courthouse steps you ever heard of the uh, the thing it's called the rule of thumb rule is it the rule of thumb i don't know hold on let me think what it's called yeah i'll get back to it Okay, so I think it's in Texas. The law in the book reads, you kid, if you have a dispute with your spouse or your wife, you can take her to the courthouse steps, like on a Sunday or something dumb like that, and you can beat her with something no larger than your thumb. What? (laughs) Like a hot dog or what? stupid book of law. Oh, no. Like I said, I don't know if it's called the rule of thumb. One of my uh, old friends, he was from Tennessee, he always used to tell me about that. You know, just like, he was, he was a, a woman beater, or, okay. or at least portrayed himself it. to be a woman beater. <laughs> but, uh, so what if every once a week you gather all your, uh, your criminals that the, you know, the constable gathered up that, that week, and how they do in other countries, beat them with your shoe, with the cane, rocks, you know, bullets, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to change society, but 
uh, how much more, how, how less susceptible would you be to robbing a store over the weekend just to get some beer to get your fix versus, well, oh, hell no. They'll beat you at the courthouse steps. Yeah. They will beat your fucking head in. That's right. Of course. Yeah, it's, that's gnarly, but you have to have a, a pretty sophisticated culture, too, to make that right. Like, like look at uh, some of the... I don't I don't I don't know how to phrase this properly. Um but like look at some of the Islamic states where they cut off your hand or you know some girl decides she wants to kiss a boy and they're like 16 and they throw battery acid all over her face. And that is acceptable over there. You know, so it's it t- I think it, it would take a sufficiently educated uh populace in terms of I don't I, I don't know what what you would even call that like just you know would you call it compassion you'd have to have a a really high level of compassion in society in order to make something like that tenable other otherwise i mean then you have some texas shit going on you're beating women with hot dogs dodger dogs Uh, uh, texas has some uh, strange laws i give it that (laughs) weird gun law What's I told you I saw that uh, that one news uh, thing where the lady was bragging how she shot that kid like coming out the window of her house. Oh yeah. She goes, "I got him." <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, the media portrayed her as a uh, local hero. Mm-hmm. It's a different culture, man. It's a way different culture. Like, I kind of so. I'm going to anonymize this as best I can. But essentially I learned of an interaction between a Californian family and someone who's a lifetime born and grown Texan. And this kid, he's about 17. Not particularly troublesome or anything like that as far as anybody knew from the Californian side. But I guess he encountered an armadillo and he was about to like murder this armadillo just because it was an armadillo that crossed his path and he comes from a farming family right so it's like there's that element of it's a different way of interacting with uh, animals than probably you or i are are used to and he was just going to do it for shits and giggles and californian witness number one super startled by what was going to go down and she's like no you're not going to kill that armadillo what the hell are you doing what's wrong with you you know texan kid was like uh it's fine it's just an armadillo you know just having fun (laughs) yeah isn't that that fucking odd and i know he you know he could have whatever kind of i don't know anomalies in his in his mentality that allows him to do that make him abnormal but for some reason I think that that's not really an individual abnormality I think that it's a little bit age plays into factor too though 17 that's true you should probably know by then but I mean like if an 11 year old is gonna is gonna kill an armadillo over a 30 year old there there is like a different developmental there is very true very true a lot of people kill small animals around that Right, eleven, twelve age. 
And there's also the uh, the mushroom factor. How many mushrooms you've eaten? Yeah. How compassionate you're gonna be? Yeah, that's true. How many car crashes are you gonna risk? None. <laughs> you ever seen a, a uh, it's called ratting videos? Ratting? Oh yeah, yeah. Where they they hunt the rats. They so people like farmers usually. They have these crazy infestations of rats, like a plague of rats on their mm-hmm. farm. And they call in like people with like like ten dogs mm-hmm. and the dogs just go to town. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I see seen those. Yeah, that's vicious with the dogs. Uh or the how about the air rifles where the guy just like shoots, you know, a thousand rats in one night. Yeah. Right. That that's like that's less vicious than I think what the dogs are doing to the rats. Oh. Um I imagine it's not all insta-kill, but when you have a rat infestation in your home, I imagine that's that doesn't matter to you so much. There I got a better one for you. Uh-huh. One that you'll like. And uh, I'm sure you'll go on the excursion. Have you seen the excursions where you can ride in a helicopter with a machine gun, like, and you basically, you're a door gunner on a helicopter, and you just fly over vast uh, open property, and you just gun down uh, the, the feral hogs yeah and it's completely weak oh yeah because they're a problem they're like one of the biggest ongoing ecological disasters in the region over there they're horrible all right now you said you didn't like them no you'll see the videos you guys can look up the videos where people put uh they'll put like uh corn on the ground and they put a nice little container of uh, uh is it called tannerite that exploding target oh my god yeah, and then uh, they shoot it. All the it, it it frags some of them. It startles the other ones, but it okay. So yeah, they're an invasive species. But do you think the? I mean, that's got to be animal abuse. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking dynamiting a couple of pigs. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's weird. I I do feel weird about that, but strangely enough, I have enough. Um, irritation with those particular animals, where I think I would hunt them. Now I don't. I don't know if I would dynamite them, <laughs> but I would. I would hunt them, and you can eat them too. But so a lot of them are poisonous too because of what they eat. They eat uh, roots uh, that that make their blood poisonous. Mm. Really? Yeah. You eat meat, James? Oh, lots of yeah. Oh yeah, you're yeah, you're, you're a vegetarian still, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt's a Matt's a Vegemite sandwich. I eat fish. What? Haven't eaten any meat except for fish in like twenty some years. Yeah. Why? Just because when you're talking about blowing up these hogs and stuff, I'm like, there's I don't want to I don't want to have a part in it. Yeah. Same with, you know, but I'm butchering cattle. Whatever. For some reason, I don't feel guilty eating a fish. It's kind of stupid if you're going to feel guilty eating something, but live and let yeah. live. I don't really see a health benefit, personally. I kind of like eating eating fish, but uh, I don't seem to be lacking any nutrition that I know of. What is your physique? Because you said you've been 20 years, so what, what is your physique after eating all this shit for 20 years? Um, I was vegan probably for like five of those years. Um, I got a little bit thin. Um, the joints, like my knees, 
got a little uh, a little tender for a minute there. But that was only because I was eating crap. Like when I went vegan, I would just eat macaroni and cheese. And I think, <laughs> oh, I'm a vegan now. But that got to me after a couple of years. I had real bad like constipation problems. And so then I brought in all the, the good foods, all the fruits and vegetables and supplements, nuts, seeds, whatever the heck. And uh, now I work out like almost every morning. I'll go to the to the rock climbing gym. Um, pretty Pretty active. I stopped running a few months ago. I'm 40 years old. You know, it's like my knees don't want to run. So I bike instead. But yeah, it seems to be all good. Um, I, I take a lot of supplements and I eat I eat healthy food. So I'm hanging in there. That makes sense. Yeah, Matt, Matt's, a, well, Matt's always taking care of himself too. He's always been an active guy. Gets in the That's sun. Good. So that, that probably plays a, a big factor because uh, I think I mentioned before, like my, my ex... She got fucked on the veganism. She really did. It caused a lot of yeah, health issues. I know, I know a couple yeah, of people that. Yeah, I know. I know more than a few people that have probably just made poor choices in pursuing the the vegan lifestyle. Probably. Known. That's how I started out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My son's mom knew all about cleansing and eating right, and yeah. Until I met her, I was, I thought I had a bad back. I was like constantly constipated from all the shit I was eating. I was like, oh, I got a bad back. Yeah. <laughs> I was just constipated. Yeah. And once I did like a good master cleanse and just started eating right, it's been on ever since. Yeah. 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 Loaded up the pipes, huh? You're all John Wayne status, huh? <laughs> yeah. Thunderdome style. <laughs> Do what you got to do, man, if, if that suits your lifestyle. Do you know what uh, blood type you are? Oh, negative. Yeah, I was going to mention it. Blood type plays plays a factor into all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot so, of people don't realize that. Yeah. What now, does it do? They say, um, well, like certain, certain blood types are more prone to being lactose intolerant um, or uh, some blood types seem to like like meat better than others um and i don't know uh i'm only read little books on this i don't really know uh i've i've read something that said uh well it 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 depends a lot of it hinges on like i guess your your genealogy and like what your ancestors were dependent on uh before like there there's a lot of cultures um that due to their geography you know they were mainly pescatarian a, a lot of the uh the coastal uh natives in california were pescatarian and yeah. you know mo- mo- most of them lived along the coast of course and so there's always plentiful food source there that mm-hmm. was consistent and like i imagine that the people that are descendant from them have a better like metabolizing mechanism i guess you could say maybe maybe better um absorption of vitamins and minerals and all that stuff from eating that way because of the way that their ancestors ate for generations after generation i know for myself i feel like i'm allergic or something to beef i know it's probably the wrong word but beef just gives me the shits man mm-hmm. whenever i eat to eat it uh, incidentally mm-hmm. it's horrible so oh. I, I i avoid it like crazy 
Yeah, interesting. What about other other meat? Uh, bison. I'm all over bison. I like eating bison, and I don't know. I mean, like like my my genealogy, as far as I can tell, comes from southern Mexico with randomly some German lady that decided she liked Mexicans. And so that's 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 where my mom's side comes from. Now I, I don't know anything about the other half. I don't know anything about my biological dad, so I'm not sure about him. But for some reason, bison works really well for me. Like I feel more nourished with that food source that I have only occasionally than probably any other any other meat out there. Your former Native American. Maybe you, you never know, but I imagine that 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 could be a factor too. Yeah. Yeah, what about I you? I have a friend who did the... Oh, what's that? I said, what about you? Where Where do you hail from? I don't know. I'd be, I was going to bring up the 23 and me. I had a friend who did the 23 and me trying to, you know, to figure out that. And uh, if you looked at this person, you'd be like, okay, this guy's black. You know, it's obviously you're black, you know. And uh, he was like seventy percent um, Irish. Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, somewhere <laughs> over there, I forget what what the actual term was that they, they called it. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But he was it, when it came down to him being African, he was like one percent or two percent. He was more British, white, French. Than he was black. There, there's issues with that that twenty three and me shit too. So like, they they can test your genomic makeup and your your genealogy. However, the sample that they test your DNA against is limited, and so sometimes it gives you no reading. Where if their sample size that they tested for was expanded and actually all-inclusive of people from all over the world, it would read differently. So, like, I guess, let's say you have some, like, Inuit in you. Some of the companies have larger sample sizes. I'm probably calling it the wrong thing, but they, they have larger databases to test against and to see where you're from and so other ones might not see that factor and so they'll give you like a false a false reading in other words okay gotcha that would make a lot of sense yeah have you seen where they were convicting people with uh, the 23 and me <laughs> they were no that's garbage well, well oh, because basically once you enter your dna in the system it's 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 logged right it's like a phone book yeah so then the feds can go to other agencies like uh, 23andMe, and they just say, hey, run this through the system real quick. And they're like, yeah, this guy's from here. And then they could link your DNA to cases or crime scenes as a sample. And wasn't 23andMe also feeding their database in uh, to uh, China as well? <laughs> I want to doubt it. Yeah, like they, I, I'm pretty sure that I read this somewhere that they got caught uh, selling um, personal data profiles to uh, the Chinese government for some reason. But the, the Chinese, they just want everything. They want all the data. I, I doubt that they even 
can really utilize it. What are you going to do with all this data? No, we're going to clone people. <laughs> clone people, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so all those, if you give them a sample, if you have the right type of Xerox machine, you can print out hundreds of clones. Yeah. Or what if James Think about it. You could do it a whole... I was going to say, you could do a whole copy of a planet solving another planet and you would never know. And uh, you you willingly give them your DNA. You could have a whole other you, 20 you as slaves. Or just think about them constantly scanning the database looking for the perfect uh, primate man-animal to be a certain labor on a certain planet. Like when they were building the pyramids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, wait, we need them four foot two. We need them um, a hundred and you know no more than a hundred and ten pounds. Keep scanning this fucking DNA. Oh look, look a little Juanito from Nepal. Yeah, fucking perfect print. I will order one million copies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the perfect, the perfect whatever. Think about ordering a woman, just scanning through all the DNA till you found the perfect redhead that was. The perfect yeah, physique I'd, that you want to print. I'd probably start out with 5,000 of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I might not even order one. <laughs> Put one on layaway. get too stressed so out, ready. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely crazy. And aren't they already able to do that to some extent with gene, um, at least like phenotypal expression with babies? Like yeah, I know you could order a kid, perfect, right? And like, uh, I would love to see how that works. Like, what what do they change? Do they inject a bunch of uh, blue eye fluid in there, and then put it back in your girlfriend, and then all of a sudden you got what you wanted? Yeah, and they yeah they do in vitro it afterwards. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that's gnarly. But see, it's it's already coming. It really is. The the data logging, the mass logging of genetic information too makes me laugh because it, they they're like, oh well, it's a uh, you know D- DNA. We know we know what a small percentage of it. Let's just call it ten percent because I don't I don't know it off the top of my head. But they call the other like ninety percent of the material there junk. They only call it junk because they don't know what it is. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know, it's weird. Again, what's, what is what is the point of, of mapping that? Because we can only tell a very narrow portion of, uh, of what it all means. Maybe it's for later use, like you said. Maybe it's for, you know, when everything is sparse and we need, we need to build the pyramid by hand again. It could be could be stuff that were uses that were becoming out of touch with over the generations too that just just kind of turning off. Oh, it's getting atrophied. Mm. That that also. I've been so so I I have been noticing a lot. Uh, at least among the people that that care that I, I look to for information on YouTube and other channels that the 
excessive deaths too. And I know I've tried I've tried to bring this up previously, but I, I didn't really have enough information. And now now I'm kind of coming to a to a a definite conclusion, at least for myself. The excessive deaths that are that have been happening. I, I think I read that it was about sixteen percent, and we're, we're talking like tens of thousands of people are are dying a lot more these days. Um, the world over and especially in quote unquote like sophisticated societies so like western cultures and european cultures that's that's really mysterious to me man like i i don't i don't know exactly why it's happening i have suspicions i think it's from the vaccines um that have been released recently uh but I, I do wonder what's what's happening with that. What's happening with this inverted pyramid of, of population? Does and, it include like overdoses and suicides? Because I know that during the shutdown, it was yeah those were up. Yeah. So like a, a lot of the information that I've seen has it it has the aggregate death count of populations at least in countries that care to record it, which most countries do. Um, Except for Canada, for some reason they they have they they have some weird, suspicious shit happening up there. Um, everything's broken down into okay, let's you know natural deaths, uh, the criminal element, um, and then you have well now it's it's a different category that's being tracked the COVID category, mm-hmm. and then they have unassociated. So unassociated is deaths that can't really be traced suddenly to any yeah yeah and there's a lot of countries um I believe that the French have been taking it upon themselves to uh do I guess what we would call autopsies they call it something else over there on people's hearts and a lot of people's hearts have these traces of abnormal damage that is not associated with family lineage it's not associated with anything else except for direct heart muscle tissue damage that has been associated since the beginning with mRNA vaccines that shit is tripping which one did you call it? huh? which one did you call it? the vaccine? mRNA vaccines. Right, okay, that's the one that we needed to find out because uh, my our father-in-law he uh, has been having heart complications, and uh, we're wondering if it's related to the vaccine. It's not too uncommon to hear about heart-related issues with yeah. with these vaccines for sure. Myocarditis is is all over the map right now. Yeah. It is, man. It is. And, you know, like, I, I, I know that ah, it, 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 it's, it's such a weird topic to bring up, you know, because there have been so many deaths that shouldn't really have been that all of these countries that are tracking the data are noticing well the people that care are noticing but the countries themselves are not changing policies to con- to reconsider like you're really still pushing vaccines you're really still doing that shit you know and the the whole the whole thing was misguided the whole thing was super misguided 
and it still is. But now that all this evidence is coming out, and like like you said, you know, it sucks because it, we're we're talking about real people, uh, people that we know. I I personally know somebody that that died, um, not too long after the administration of a booster, and this person caught. They they ended up catching the COVID, and they had all their boosters. I believe that weakened them, and it sucks. Like I, I have her on my on my mind a lot. And she passed away, and uh, so I personally have been making sure to take note of what's been happening in the world as far as this whole heart condition thing that people have been dying from, literally, and like like a lot of the heart complications have clear indications, clear uh, what what would you call it? Like well, just similarities to each other when they examine them post-mortem of just this, pneumonia? no no it, it's like the muscle tissue in the heart is just getting damaged um now the the pneumonia thing is interesting because the the covid caused pneumonia has been in steady decline and is kind of like almost not non-existent however I, I also learned that there's a difference in your immunity when you catch the virus naturally versus when you're immunized by these mRNA vaccines because there's mucosal immunity. So that is to say T-cells that live in your mucous membranes, in your, in your lungs, in your nose. And then there's a different immunity mechanism uh, in your bloodstream. When you get vaccinated, you're essentially deactivating your immune response to whatever spike protein it is that they inject you with, which is typically like an old, outdated, no longer circulating version of the virus. Um, and so it's kind of useless, but should you catch that virus, your body no longer has a response to it. And, and that's only speaking to the... Uh, the internal blood-borne um, T-cells. You still get the symptoms. You still get people that get sick with this stuff because they have no mucosal immunity, you know? It's just, just been pissing me off, man. The, the, it, it, it's hard to to drum up all, all of what I've seen right now for some reason with these charts and these uh, completely unnecessary deaths that I think are being caused by the aftermath of virus application. The tentacles of Big Pharma. Yeah. Reach you said virus yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gnarly, man. I don't know. Like, do, does your does your father-in-law, you said he's experiencing uh, heart issues? No? Well, he came back from the cruise and damn near fucking died. It was all, like, like really fatigued. It would just be, a, you know, he said he was tired. I remember I was sitting in the living room watching TV, and then you know the girls came home from the cruise. I hadn't seen him in like 15 days, you know. Yeah. And then uh, he walked right past me, and he just told the whole family, and he goes, "I'm going to bed," and he didn't get out of bed for like two days. Hmm. And then they put him in the hospital. He had blood clots in his legs. They had to do surgery, congestive heart failure, blood clots in the I don't know if both the heart and the lung. I'm not really sure, but just 
fucked up every which way. Was and, he healthy? Now, was he healthy before that? Did he smoke or you know a healthy guy? Yeah, fairly healthy. He doesn't smoke. Doesn't drink anymore. He's been uh, sober like almost ten years. Huh? Yeah, those symptoms are common, man. That's that's the kind of shit I hear about: blood clots and heart conditions. Yeah, it was it was a terrible experience. Man. I almost died. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's gnarly, uh, man. My grandma, my grandma died here a couple months ago, and she was in the hospital. She was fine, and then when she went into the assisted living home, it was like two days later. They're like, "Oh, yeah, sorry to inform you, grandma died." What? It was. It wasn't two days. It was like a week and a half, Damn. maybe two weeks at the most. Before they killed her. What? Damn! What happened? I don't know. They were, they said they just told us that she got sick and it was uh, COVID related. Huh. COVID related symptoms or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Shakes. Do you guys know anything about yeah. them wanting to? Uh, they want to bring these mRNA to public school children to uh, make it mandatory. Yeah, they want to make it mandatory this year, from what I know. Now that's that's just criminal. Yeah. Especially in light of all this stuff, but again, the the government is not, and for that matter, their their mainstream and I want to say their mainstream media outlets are not covering this shit. It's it's all it's all individual doctors and mm-hmm. well, the mainstream media is big pharma, seventy five percent, you know, of all mainstream ad revenue comes from big pharma. So basically. When you're watching the mainstream media, you get all this fear, you get the COVID narrative. Really, partially, it's just one big pharmaceutical commercial coming at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to mention that every time they cut to commercial, it literally is a pharmaceutical <laughs> yeah. commercial. But even their programs are, you know, if you see through the propaganda, you you, you just see it as a, as a fear-based fucking pharmaceutical commercial. That's mm-hmm. how I see a lot of the news. Aren't we the only country that allows pharmaceutical commercials too us in new zealand are the only two yep sir yeah that's gnarly man i don't know i don't know about that but he's yeah i want to start counting how many uh pharmacy commercials the pharmacy but big pharma commercials i see i'll watch the news in the morning yeah exactly yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be It'll be either straight a, a straight medication or some kind of body lotion or you know anything that these offshoot companies from the drug companies produce. Um, yeah, you'll notice, man. Yeah, there's a. I think the one I hear is Dupixin all the time. Sounds sounds like it. Yeah. It's Dupixin. funny how you say it is. It's skin cream thing. Uh, yeah. Something for like psoriasis or something. I don't know. Do yeah, not do not take right. the, do not apply this lotion if you are human being. If you're if you're healthy, <laughs> <laughs> ask your doctor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that shit is crazy, man. But you you just let you just look at some of the some of the easily accessible information of the more insidious. Uh, introductions of chemicals into our into our lives, like like fluoride and fluorine. 
Like it's insanely hard to filter out fluorine, even with the best filtration systems available on the market. There are some that can do it, but look at that. Why, why the hell is that in our water? That doesn't come from any natural source. Fluoride does. Uh, fluorine, fluorine is a different molecule. But what? Why do they literally introduce that here? You know. I I think I know why. It's the same reason why the Nazis fluoridated. Uh, countries before they got there and after they got there it made, made people more pliable more compliant yeah and they had great smiles oh yeah and they had great smiles but but they had a little bit of fluorosis on their teeth from the excess fluorine oh no too so, much yeah <laughs> that was fucked up man All right. so I have an idea you should get a fluorine before right and you should put a thin coating on your winch on it, see if it affects the, the frequency. <laughs> it's going to ruin it, man. It's going to give it distortion. <laughs> you got to muffle it. Never know, it might, it might uh, make a more pristine uh, note. Oh, yeah, you hear that in the background? That's uh, that's one of the chimes. I'll try to listen. You hear it? I think is it the eerie scene in the movie Twister when the tornadoes come in and all the wind chimes start? You know, it's an earthquake instead instead of a tornado. Yeah, nice. You know, if if everybody had Matt's wind chimes in the movie Twister before the Twister came, I think they would have they would have been a lot more calm and rational about their their decisions. That's not how wind chimes work. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what's funny about the movie Twister? But it ruined a whole, it ruined a lot of movies for me. The sound effects that they used to, for the wind uh-huh. are squealing, squealing pigs. <laughs> and another... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, that's how they, uh, they were mimicking the sound effects like wind and stuff. They have uh-huh. uh, different... So like on a synthesizer, you could just take a, a squeal of a pig, mm-hmm. and then you could change the pitch, and then you just uh, put some filters uh, on it, oscillate it. Yeah, and then you can go up and down the keyboard to get the different ah. levels of squeal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, it's just a sound effect, right? Ah. So like I was watching, the, I think like Predator movie, and I counted how many times the lion roared in the movie, and I was thinking like, okay, well Predator like. I don't know. I just don't see an alien monster roaring at me like a lion. But you'll notice a lion roar and a pig squeal in uh, all kinds of fucking movies. Even if it's a Jason Statham movies, you know, he'll do a pull up and it's, you know, pig squeal and uh, <laughs> pig squeal. That's like a, I, I, I noticed, and sometimes you can notice it that I think it's in a couple of the older movies. When there's a crowd of people, they say the word rhubarb. Rhubarb, because because rhubarb, when you say that in cacophony, you just have a bunch of people saying rhubarb. It sounds like every word. Everyone saying rhubarb. Yeah, it's like whoa. They could be talking about whatever, but they're just saying rhubarb. That's crazy, dude. (laughs) I'm sure movies. I would like to get my friend Jake on. He knows a lot about movie production. And it's a lot of stupid shit that happens. But it's effects, you know? Squealing pigs, all that stuff. Oh, I would like to know 
what they did to the squealing pig noise in Transformers. All those big noises. <laughs> yeah, even the Transformers squealing pig. Set a microphone up down by your stick of dynamite. Right before <laughs> oh hear, my that, God. hear that pig squeal. <laughs> That's horrible. There you go. Well, all right, man. It's been two hours already, so then we're call it good. All right, man. Appreciate it. Have all a good right, time. Good. Yeah, man. Good to meet you, James. Take care, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Nice to meet you, brother. We'll see you next time. Indeed. All right. Later.